Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. You're here because you want to learn about how to live a healthier life, how to live more sustainably, how to take your everyday actions and make them work for you and the planet. Sometimes it might feel like you've got this figured out, and other times you probably feel lost. That's why I'm here. Together, we will learn how to live happier, healthier lives without the need to be perfect and always allowing space for a little cluelessness on this journey to living a more conscious life. Here we go. Are you ready to hear some good news stories? Dive into the Healthy Seas podcast and meet the people doing all they can to help the seas and oceans thrive from above and below the waves. Host Crystal DiMicelli talks to diverse fishers, experts, and more about what they're doing to protect our source of life and how you and I can help from wherever we are. Healthy Seas is a marine conservation organization whose mission is to tackle the ghost fishing phenomenon and turn this waste into an opportunity for a more circular economy. They do this through cleanups, prevention, education, working with partners who recycle and repurpose this material. This new show highlights their work and the work of their peers around the world. Go to forcesfornature.com slash healthy seas podcast to listen. So full disclosure, this was not the episode I was going to release today, but I decided to sit down and record this a little bit more last minute than normal because it felt a little bit more real. It felt a little bit more of what's going on in the moment. And I just wanted to share and have a conversation about mental health and conscious living and the intersections of those two, but also the real practical consequences of why taking care of your mental health is actually taking care of the people around you, the community, but subsequently the earth. And I know it sounds like a big stretch and it's not to say that there's the pressure of the world on your shoulders. If you are having a hard time or struggling, that is not the intention with saying that it is that connected. It is not to be overwhelming, but it's actually to be comforting because it means you have a lot more power than you think you do. So let's go back a little bit. I've talked pretty openly on the podcast and on social media about my own struggles with mental health, generalized anxiety disorder, clinical depression. I've been in therapy for a couple of years, working through those things along with some trauma that is in my history. I'm a survivor. And all of those things have added up to, especially in the last few years, among other things that weren't listed, me being forced to deal with my mental health and the times that it wasn't stellar. I can definitely look back now and see moments before I really understood anxiety or depression or considered myself as someone who could be dealing with those things. I look back at moments and and see how much I was struggling with them without the knowledge. And taking care of your mental health in whatever way that means. This episode isn't going to totally get into that. There are other episodes that I can link in the show notes about depression, how to work through that for yourself, how to be supportive of a friend, kind of a depression 101 series I did a while back. So I'll link that below. 
this December of 2022, my mental health crumbled pretty rapidly and it definitely was building. I had some other things going on in my life that were distracting me from seeing how thin that line was of it kind of breaking into a a worse direction and it finally had to. And my depression got quite a bit worse. I was really struggling again and then getting frustrated at myself for struggling, of course. But I definitely can say that I got out of that pattern and was able to see the tools that I have because of the work I've done. And that's not to say like, it was easy or that I'm totally out of it, or that it'll never happen again. But I can definitely feel, and those of you that have also dealt with depression will understand this, that it's like a fog is lifting the last week. I can say a little bit more confidently that I feel some of my more stable foundation back. And so now that I feel like I'm kind of coming out of that dip, that dip for a few weeks, that also was being contributed to by some issues with my antidepressants, some issues with my endometriosis and all of them coinciding. So it was just a lot, right? It was just a lot. And of course, it happens in December when I am living in a place that it is just cold and gray. So now that I am moving through that a little bit, I'm already looking back and I was thinking about it and and found it So interesting to see how you could directly see taking care of your mental health is a part of conscious living, but specifically a part of taking care of the environment. So I want to explain, and I also want to give a little bit of a caveat here that I am coming from a place of extreme privilege, not only to have the resources to deal with my mental health, but to have the resources to make the sustainable choices that I do. So I am coming from that place. I'm also making sure to say that I am not saying the only reason to take care of your mental health is for the environment or pollution or something. It is, of course, for you. But if you subscribe to the idea that we're all connected and that you and I are the same as the earth, as the trees, as this and that, you see that connection, right? You feel that when you take care of yourself, you are taking care of the larger community. You are taking care of the larger world. And there's just some really interesting practical things that happened for me that I wanted to share that I realized were a part of depression and how it was hurting my normal environmental practices. So typically when I'm in a dark space, I eat worse. And I don't like saying food is good or bad. I am not saying that it's, you know, I ate too much sugar or whatever it was. I ate food too consistently that I know didn't make me feel good. And that wasn't as nourishing as what I needed. And usually when that happens, I'm eating more processed food. And more processed food, of course, is not good for my body. Physically is not helping my health. Mentally is not contributing to any sort of healthy living. But also, I created more waste. Because processed food 
means usually more packaging and plastic and things that can't be recycled. So a real environmental consequence of me not taking care of myself was more garbage. More garbage and then eating food that consistently made me feel like garbage. Uh, Another thing is I tend to get into a space of not shopping spree or online shopping binge or anything. I would get too anxious to actually do that to too much of an extent. But I do tend to like browse a little more when I'm not feeling very good or I feel bad about myself or feel like maybe I can fix it with a new whatever. And maybe sometimes there is something that you can buy that brings you some joy and and helps you move forward. I'm not saying there isn't. But I think that a lot of times, and, and maybe I'm not alone here, people use shopping or buying things, consumerism, in this hopes that it'll bring joy. And it unfortunately oftentimes doesn't. So that means that there are things that I maybe bought or put in my cart or whatever that I didn't necessarily need. I was just hoping it would bring me happiness. And that contributes to just me having more shit that I don't need. Not that it's necessarily a big thing. I didn't buy a couch or something, which is hilarious because I live in a tiny home that wouldn't fit a couch. So that would be a bigger problem than that. But really, it is a potential consequence, let's say, of being down in the dumps, right? We're looking for these other places to bring us joy because it's easier than dealing with some of the things that we know we need to deal with. So that was a really real consequence of me being in a low place and what could happen because of that to the environment. A last thing is when I'm in that space, I don't care because I barely am finding the ability to care about myself and my own well-being. I can't muster up anything to care about my community or to care about things that are happening. I delete emails that I usually read, newsletters about the environment or updates from different podcasts that I follow. I get behind on news and what's going on in the world. And so I just generally have this feeling of not only not caring, but kind of wanting to give up on all the things I care about. Like, can we save the environment? Will people listen to me about nutrition and animal welfare or whatever it is? It gets to be a little bit discouraging or maybe a lot bit discouraging when you're in those low places and you can't make change from that space. You can't make changes in your community or in your work or whatever it is if you can barely take care of yourself. So I definitely could tell that I was like signing less petitions or sharing less content or giving less tips or really just caring as much to do the practices I know matter. Maybe it's not taking the clothes out of the dryer to hang them because it's easier to dry them. And these sound so trivial, but it just clicked for me that when we're taking care of ourselves and our mental health optimally, we are also so much freer and have so much more space to be able to take care of the other things in our life that then get to be extra, that get to be things we're doing because we care about, because we have a solid foundation of taking care of ourselves. And this isn't a judgment. This isn't a judgment if you're listening right now and you're in a low place and you're like, well, great, now I feel worse because I'm eating worse 
and I'm contributing to waste and blah, blah, blah. This isn't to make you feel bad. This is an interesting observation and a reminder of one of the many reasons to keep up on our mental health, to be more honest with where we're at. If we can find resources to talk to a therapist, to talk to friends, whatever it is, really being mindful of that has a direct impact on how much we can and are able to do for the world and for the environment. And that's a pretty deep connection. Our mental health and the impact we have on the planet are directly connected. So when you take care of yourself, you're taking care of the world. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, put it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, leave a review. Reviews and shares help more people to see the podcast and join in on the fun. If you want to make sure to stay up to date on future episodes, follow me at Consciously Carly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, and head to ConsciouslyCarly.com to sign up for the newsletter. Ready for more Conscious Living content? Check out Patreon.com slash Consciously Carly and join the exclusive community over there. And finally, if you're ready to take better care of yourself and the world, let's work together. Click the link in the show notes to head to the website, find out more, and schedule a free discovery call with me. Chat soon. This podcast is supported by Who Gives a Crap. Who Gives a Crap is an eco-friendly toilet paper company that donates 50% of its profits to help ensure everyone has access to clean water and a toilet within our lifetime. Who Gives a Crap has donated almost 8 million U.S. dollars to nonprofit organizations who help provide clean water and toilets all over the world. Who Gives a Crap is delivered straight to your door with carbon-neutral delivery. I love that it comes that way. I don't have to think about it. It's an automatic subscription, and I want you to try it. You can check out Who Gives a Crap and get $10 off your first order over $54 with the code CARLY10. That's C-A-R-L-Y-10, or check out the link in the show notes. (laughs) 